Welcome to this conversation between Stephen Gribben, the CEO and founder of CoachPro, and me, Warren Hammond. Here's a quick snippet of what to expect. Yeah, so, you know, if you've got a, a company basis, um, the ambition could be to be number one in the world or in a market or in an industry. A vision for that would be what would we want that impact then to be? What would, what difference would we want to make then as the number one? Or in a personal vision, it's it's not about the status that you want to get to or the, the structure that you want to get to or what you want to have, be or do. It's the impact that you then want to have by having, being or doing. Welcome, podcast, to this episode on vision. Now, vision sometimes gets a bad rap. It's either one of those things which is just painted onto a wall somewhere or is it the sort of back of the employee handbook. And other times we think of vision as being the be-all and end-all. We all admire the visionaries out there. What I like about the session that we do on vision is every time I've done this, and I've done it a few times now, it always excites me again. I suddenly realize how big vision can be. I sometimes realize that it isn't something that only certain people have. And it isn't something that should be relegated to a handbook somewhere. This is something that we should all be conscious of, develop, have front and center in our lives. The key thing is that it isn't about imagining what you are or want to be. It's about thinking about the impact that you want to have, that you want your company to have. Once I start going through it, I figure out that over the time, you sort of drift back towards the starting point, the hole in the wall. You'll find out what I mean when we get into it. So let's get straight into it. I'll be back at the end with some admin. Any notes, thoughts or comments, drop us a line. In the meantime, here comes the cheesy music. Let's get started then. So got our call sign then still on zoom still miles apart i think we're joined by snow though so edinburgh can you hear us loud and clear loud and clear good news i say this a lot but today's a big topic i think i say this all the time but today is a really big topic and this is vision or the importance of vision or what is vision we'll go through all of those as as we go through the chat, but it seems strange, and we were talking about this before, that we haven't covered vision, because in some ways vision is almost a starting point for a lot of the conversations that I've had in the past with Stephen. So let's get going. So Stephen, vision's bandied around a lot in companies and business plans, and but what is it? What's, what's, what's the definition we're going to use of vision today? Well, a vision, whether it's a, a company vision or a personal vision, is your ability to imagine something that hasn't yet happened yet in a way that has great impact, great passion. It's energising and it makes the kind of difference you really want something to make. It's been able to see in your mind something that hasn't yet happened and been able to articulate and start to shape that based upon the impact you want it to have. So a vision for something is not necessarily about what you do, it's about the impact that you want it to have. Okay, so this isn't about being something then, you're talking about the impact. This is about, so vision is about the the impact that's going to happen, not about I want to be, this is I want to make this happen. Is that the difference? Yeah, so you know, if you've got a, a company basis, um, the ambition could be to be number one in the world or in a market or in an industry. A vision for that would be what would we want that impact then to be? What would, what difference would we want to make then as the number one? Or in a personal vision, it's it's not about the status that you want to get to or the the structure that you want to get to or what you want to have, be or do. It's the impact that you then want to have by having, being or doing. So immediately then, I just start to think then of your non-negotiables, your options, your different strategies. 
it's what you're saying is um, that, yeah, an ambition. It'd be lovely to be number one, but if we could achieve this impact, it's not about whether we're number one, two or three. That's a goal. It's a, it can be part of a plan. But the vision is, no, we want to you know, change the world in a certain way or make people's lives better or, okay. Well, that's massively different from what you'd see on most companies' walls. I mean, most companies' walls then, their vision would be what you would call an ambition. Yeah, it's as with personal vision as well. It's what it is, is a, a big goal or the the beehive of you know, big, hairy, audacious goals. But they're dressed up as a vision just because they're beyond what they can see at that moment. The way to turn that in, and that's a great place to start, if you then move it into a vision, it's, well, what impact do I want to have with that? You can be number in the number one in the world and hold an industry back, or you can be number one in the world and redefine what the industry does. Yeah, so the vision is about the impact. That's great. Yeah, you could also be a great parent who then loses touch with their kids as they grow older, or you can be a great parent that ensures that your kids are happy, healthy, and confident for the rest of their days. It's about the impact that you want to have, not just about what you want to achieve. That's such a big difference. I'm thinking as as you're talking about it, I know, thinking of all the different vision statements and that people have, they are just big, hairy, audacious goals. These are goal statements then. And I'm guilty of this myself then so many times. And a lot of the times I'll look at this and say, and what would that mean? But what you're saying is then what that would mean, that's the vision. That's the thing to get most excited about and to layer up and, and, you know, double down on. Okay. Yeah. And look, having big, ambitious goals is fantastic. And there's an awful lot of people and businesses who do extremely well because their goals are bigger than other people's goals. But there is a level above that, and that's the envision. And that is what can become really, really compelling because people might necessarily either agree or disagree with what you're aiming for, but they can really engage with the impact that you want to have, the difference that you want to make, a cause, a purpose something to be proud of that's what i say this immediate exactly when you, you were saying this i thought this is an immediate line to purpose isn't it which is we know really motivates people and gets everyone going is and we, we talked about it before about finding your purpose finding your own purpose if you've got a vision then which is about impact it's kind of easier to hitch your your own personal purpose wagon to this the, the bigger story. Cool. Okay. Well, it really demonstrates and illustrates what your belief system is because it's the real big reason why you're trying to achieve things. It's not just to beat everybody else. It's not a status or ego thing. Yeah, or, to, or for reassurance or to deal with your own security, insecurities or to prove that you could. A vision then is beyond that. So then what do you want to, what difference do you want this to make? And there are some people who struggle to get beyond goals to vision. There are some businesses that struggle to get beyond goals to vision. There are other people who are really good at vision, but don't necessarily connect it with goals or companies with vision without that connection to goals. So it's about understanding what vision is and where it sits on the rest of that process to make sure that if a vision is a light bulb, that you've got all the cable that goes all the way to the socket in the wall so that when you switch it on, it lights up. And not just have a vision, i.e. sitting with a light bulb and no connection, but also not just having cable with nothing at the end of it. It's good we explain this model because we've talked about this cable and light bulb in other in other podcasts. And I don't think we've ever explained the original original story about it. So I love this. One thing then about vision, and I think this is therefore your statement, is you don't necessarily know what it is you're going to be building because what you're saying is is this is about the the impact this is going to have. You may, how you're going to make that impact felt, you don't have to be 100% clear on then, but you are clear about the impact you want to have. Yeah, look, it's the it's what you want to make negotiable and non-negotiable, you know. And if the non-negotiable is a parent or a family member and that your brothers, sisters or your kids or your parents continue to be happy, healthy and confident, 
if to achieve that means that you don't achieve exactly what you thought you were going to achieve, or it doesn't work out exactly the way you thought it was going to be, but the impact was there. The impact was everything you wanted it to be. You know, if if you really want to change the world or redefine something, and it doesn't end up looking the way you imagined it might, but it still changes the world and makes that difference. That's when you're making the vision more important. You're going to have that, and you're going to have the impact that you really want to have, Love even it. if it doesn't actually look the way you thought it might. So you've immediately just changed how the vision looks. I think, well, definitely for me, but for probably a lot of people, it's, it, there's an immediate, obvious link to purpose in there, and I think that's the difficult thing. I know when I'm talking with businesses, it's that there seems to be a huge disconnect between what the vision is and what the purpose is. And basically, what this is then is is the vision. The vision wasn't a vision. So let's let's run through with the cable and the light bulb, and you explain all the different stages. So we, you said you said we start with a socket in the wall, and we go all the way to a light bulb. Is that? Yeah, I mean the, the the thing is, you've got the three components. You've got a socket in the wall, you've got cable, and then you've got a light bulb, and you need to make sure that that's all connected up. Any breaks in the cable, that light bulb isn't going to light up. If the light bulb is not connected to the socket in the wall with cable, all you've got is a light bulb. And if all you've got is a socket in the wall and cable with nothing at the end of it, it's not going anywhere. Nothing's happening. And it's really important to have vision. A lot of people will say, well, do we really need it? And in essence, you don't really need it up to a level. But if you have vision, that really kind of takes you over the line in terms of direction, momentum as we've covered i mean the reason why you have vision above all other reasons is for momentum when you've got a you when you instill a vision into your life when you instill a vision into a business the immediate impact you have is things light up and you get momentum because it helps drive energy passion and you start to look at the impact and the difference that you can make it gives you something to align to so you can start to improve your decision-making of what we do and what we don't do, and importantly, how we do it and how we don't do it anymore um, so that there's great alignment in decision-making. It helps because that sense of purpose that you have, which is a key component to your resilience, you'll be amazed at what you can get through when you have a vision. It leads to high-performing habits, and importantly, this fills in with um, self-development you know vision is about you self-determining the impact and the difference that you want to make it's not just you doing something and seeing how it pans out it's not waiting for what other people tell you it is or for luck or for fate or nice or other consequences it's you self-determining this is the difference I want to make this is the impact I want to have these are my reasons why I do what I do the way I do it. See, this topic gets bigger and bigger. You do this, don't you? One of your your habits. Because as you were talking, I'm just thinking, we've talked in the past a lot about the importance of understand, having that clear identity, how you know, this enables you to make better decisions, clearer decisions, more confident decisions, to be happier. But the vision then is part of that, being clear about the impact actually it immediately allows you to yeah this isn't about what I do for a job or it's this is about yeah the difference I want to make to the world and being clear about that that's a really strong identity statement isn't it and if I'm really clear about vision as you said I'll, I'll put up with with lots of uh yeah I'll, I'll, I'll put up with lots of issues or, or obstacles because that vision is going to be so big and, and sexy that I that's all I'm that's all I'm interested in driving towards yeah that's really look on a, on a personal level on a company level you know and you sometimes find yourself in conversations with some people on this and and they've dedicated their whole life or whole career or all their time energy money resource into things and then say what was it all for what difference did it make? Uh, what impact did it have? And uh, did it move the dial at all? Did, was it actually what I wanted to be kind of known for within myself? Is what was it all for? And 
this is about setting a vision to determine what it's all going to be for. It's to then give you that sense of direction where you can still affect the game, where is it you really want to get to and what difference do you really want that to make? And the bigger the size of the vision, the more compelling, so that you can then do even the smallest things, even the stuff you hate doing, the stuff you get fed up doing, the stuff you're bored doing, you've got a million reasons why you're doing it because it's connected to that vision. Otherwise, you're going through the motions and you're trying to progress, trying to do it a little bit better, a little bit more, but that's where the momentum stops and you have to dig deep every day to keep going. Whereas you get that connection to that vision, then you've got a real purpose in what you do. Even for the smallest thing, there's a massive reason for it. Right. I need to work on my vision then. As a company as a team, as a family, as a as an individual? I mean, do, does any group you're part of, should you be working on visions for, for all these different areas of your life? Yeah, I think if you've got an overall vision, that's something to align to, you know, and it's sort of what you want everything to add up to and the difference that you want that to make. And then it's about alignment. Um, there may be some things as a business or as a company or a team or even in your personal life that you're doing that might sort of drive some passion and energy or might have impact. But if it's not going through this cable connected to a light bulb, it's it's just activity. And so it's with that sense of alignment to something, then, as I say, you, you make better choices. You have better perspective. You have more reason for doing what you're doing. Um, and, and that's why it's important. And... And this is where, you know, and, and you and I, I know um, over the years I've worked individually and also with your teams at different parts of your career on creating vision. And the difference that that has then made individually and collectively, uh, but it's been challenging because it's it's mainly something that people think is for someone else to do or someone else to give you. And um, I worked with a large media company who they were waiting on the parent company determining their vision. And and therefore that's about having someone else tell you what you really should be motivated and passionate about. And yes, you can do that and try and find some connection to it, but you can still have your own vision. And if your vision can then be aligned, then it's a strategic vision because it's aligned to something bigger. But it's something that we should all have within ourselves. I believe that most people have got it. They've got the light bulb. It might just not be connected to the socket in the wall with good cable or there's breaks in the cable. But for some, they're going to have lots of cable, but nothing at the end of it. And really, this is just about joining these three components up personally, professionally, within your business, within your family, within your career, whatever matters for you, if you really want to gain momentum, then get a vision. So everyone's got a vision. They may not know it. It'll be one of the things. I know from from the past then is that this is one of the things is understanding is that there is, you do have a reason. There is something which you're excited about and and believe in. And maybe you just haven't recognized it as a light bulb. So that's one thing to do. And then that whole link about so the, the whole cable and so the sock in the wall. So how, how we'll, we'll talk about how you will figure out your own personal light bulb, so to speak. But let's go through the model first. So in the model, you've got a vertical and a horizontal axis. So the vertical one, as I've always got to remember, is the one that goes up and the one that goes up and down. I was, gonna say, I was just, just going to say, that's, that's the one which goes up and down, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's why I always mention both together because I'm not always sure which one is which. But the vertical is definitely the one that goes up and down, and that is about impact. Then you've got the horizontal one, so the one that goes along the floor is about passion, which is energy times emotion. So it's not just energising um, it's not just emotional. When you combine the two of those, you get a real passion. So impact up and down, passion across the way. Passion, so and passion's what energy and energy times emotion. Not energy plus, but energy times emotion. Okay. Okay. So those amplify each other into a passion. 
Yeah, no, I'm now I'm just thinking about passion. It's like, yeah, that's kind of, that makes sense, doesn't it? Okay, yeah, like it, all right. So you've then got a diagonal line that goes from bottom left corner to top right-hand corner. Okay, so it splits it in sort of, it is a diagonal across the... across the Cut, Cuts from bottom left-hand corner of this up to the top right-hand corner. Yeah, okay, I can draw this as well, yeah. And this is your cable. Now, at the bottom left-hand corner is where the socket and the wall is. And the top right-hand corner is where your light bulb's going to go. This is where vision sits. And that's it. And so the vision is maximum impact, maximum passion. Yes. Okay. And the sock in the wall then is where it all starts. Yes. And and this okay. is, you know, this is what we have as the momentum model. Because when you have optimal impact and optimal passion, you have optimal momentum. Because momentum is a measure of how much impact and how much passion is involved. So it makes things move faster, move more, move more powerfully, great velocity, great direction, all the things that are key to momentum of things happening, things moving. Optimal of that is that top right-hand corner, and that's where vision sits. When you come down that cable a little bit further towards the socket and the wall, you move from vision to goals. Because goals do have impact and passion, but not as much as a vision. So the momentum's a little bit less. So this is what you're saying then. So we do BHAGs and, and big goals. So they do, and, and you and you said it yourself, I mean, they're great and they're you know, big, hairy goals. They do get everyone excited and you do get moving. But if you've got big goals, what you're saying is do move up. You've got the opportunity to still move all the way up to a big vision as well. Okay, but... So this is where it goals work, but there is a there is something even better. There's less momentum comes from goals. There's a lot, but less. Then if you continue further down towards that socket and the wall, between the socket and goals, you've got objectives. So again, objectives do give you a certain amount of momentum because they're about impact and passion, but at a lower level than goals, which is at a lower level than vision. So if you've got the top right-hand corner as vision and you follow that diagonal down to the left-hand corner, you've got vision. Then coming down, you've got goals. Then coming down, you've got objectives. And then down in the bottom left-hand corner is your starting point. And then what's the difference between an objective and a goal? This is where, uh, particularly your running sessions, I used to, when I first go through this, I used to say to people, what do you think a vision is? What do you think a goal is? What's an objective? And you would get between six and ten variations, normally a bit of debate or argument over what people's interpretation was. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm glad you didn't ask me because I have this debate about once a week. and I, uh, Eventually, it's like, well, I don't know. Um, well, I do know, but so it'd be good to get your, because you'll have a proper definition that we can all use. Well, I, I respect all the other definitions that people have <laughs> and all definitions have their limitations, but the the most effective definitions and particularly in self-development, uh, the most relevant definitions are the ones that are relative. So it's not just saying what is a goal, what's an objective it's what the relationship between goals and objectives, what's the relationship between goals and vision, so that you will then understand when a vision becomes a goal, when a goal becomes an objective, and when an objective becomes a starting point. So if you know the, the relationship between these four things, you will know where the line is and when that line is crossed. So relative definitions in most things, when you know when something stops, and starts becoming something else, then you're able to see the continuum so that you can define what something really is. So when we've looked at uh, the continuum of self-awareness through to self-help, through to self-improvement, and then ultimately through to self-development, we can then define what self-development is relative to self-improvement so that you know the difference. And that helps clarify what something is. Otherwise, an isolated definition is just like a bubble out there that you've defined. Unless you see where it's what sits before and what comes after, you really don't understand it yet. So there are two levels in the definition of these things. So if we start with vision, 
and there's a bit of irony that comes in this at the beginning. So a vision is something that you don't exactly know what it looks like. In your definition of it being measured by its impact then is you see a result, but you don't know what it is you're building. Okay. You've got a real sense of the direction where you want to get to, but it's a sense rather than a defined picture of what it looks like. It's not restricted. It doesn't have to be this. So you don't really know what it looks like yet specifically. And the second element of that is you do not have a clue how you're going to get there. And that's why it brings big impact and a great deal of passion because it's open-ended in terms of what it could look like and it's open-ended in what you might need to do to get there. So it's exciting, it's energising. And it's all encompassing. You can see this in everyone's view and purpose and ideas and skill sets. Everyone feels that they can they can contribute to this. Yeah, okay. So if, if you can imagine a vision for your dream home, you know, you've got little elements of what you might want the kitchen to be like or the location to be, but there's no specific as yet, while it's a vision, no specific home. It's just what your ideal elements would be and you wouldn't have a clue how to get there. Well, it'd be almost like, you know, what's your dream home? Why is it your dream home? You know, it's, you know, you want a happy family life. You want friends to be able to drop in. And and then eventually what that may look like then, I mean, you may have a preference for different kitchens and everything, but, but you know, and then, but this is about, no, I want, the reason I want a dream home is because, and then that's where you go into the impact again. Okay. This is how I would want to feel in that home. This is how I would want to be connected with that home. These are the things I would then want it to make possible. You know, so those are, that's a vision for a home. So don't know what it really looks like yet. And I have no idea how I'm going to get there. That's why it's so much momentum because it's ruling out nothing. And it's starting to find what you really, really want in terms of impact. So it's hugely energising. When you come down then to a goal on these relative definitions, a goal is when you have specified what it looks like, but you still don't know how you're going to get there. So this is when you actually have identified what you now believe to be your ideal home. But you don't have a clue how you're going to get there. Then it's still a goal. It's still high impact. It's still energizing. It's still emotional. It still drives passion. It still has um, possibility. But you've now defined what it, which one it is. It's now no longer any house on the planet. It's now this one. So that's why there's less momentum. Because you've now defined the one that it is, and therefore it's only that one. You've narrowed down the possibilities and the creativity. So I'm thinking again about company, but when you said earlier, uh, BHAG might be to say, you know, I want to be number one in my market. And then, and then that's a clear goal. Now, I don't know how I'm going to get to number one in the market from today's starting point, but the, re- the vision on this would be what would that mean? And therefore, that's and that's get, and that gets exciting. Now, today, I believe to get to my vision, I need to be number one in my market. The vision is therefore going to be the non-negotiable. The goal is negotiable against the vision. Well, the, the, you're, when you have a goal that's you specified, this is what it looks like. That's the house. That's the number. That's the goal. But we do not know how we're going to get there because it's beyond logic or predictability so don't know how we're going to need how we will need to do to get there but definitely that's where we're now headed that's a goal fantastic so vision don't know what it looks like don't know how to get there at the moment you're setting that vision a goal is then when you do know what it looks like or you've specified what it looks like still don't know how to get there which is why it's less momentum then when you come down to objectives objectives if you follow this pattern it's when you do know what it looks like and you also know what you need to do to get there. Which is why there is less variables, less you know, possibility. It's now clear. That's exactly what you need to do and this is exactly what you need to do to get there. So in a company then, this would be your action plans, your strategies, your team built. Okay. Okay, yeah, that makes total sense. And you see this 
when you're doing sessions with your team or with a company, then normally that that there's the vision is done, then it's kind of put in away in a drawer and written on a box, and then everyone gets excited about the goal. And you and that makes sense, and that's what's supposed to energize, and then everyone goes away and comes up with their plans, and those plans then are, are full of objectives. Well, well, typically in my experience, when companies are left to their own devices, they will have a vision, they'll put it in the drawer, and rather than in going to a goal, they'll go straight to objectives, and they break the cable. Because a vision is something you don't know what it looks like, don't know how to get there. A goal is when you've now specified what it looks like, but you still don't know how to get there. When it becomes an objective is when you know what it looks like and you now know what you need to do to get there. And then if we go down to the socket in the wall, the starting point, which is where there's no momentum, is just knowing where you are and how you got there, which is really interesting, but there's no momentum comes with that. So dream house, I have a vision of my dream house. That's a vision at that point. Don't know what it looks like. Don't know how to get there. I then start to explore and I find the house I'm looking for, which I now believe is my dream home. I no longer have a vision at this point. I've now got a goal because I've specified it's that house there. I haven't got a clue how I'm going to get there. Can't afford it. Don't know how I'd get to that country. All those types of things. Don't know how that would all work. But it's, oh, that that would be it. That's now That dream house now, is now a goal. Then I go and do some work and work out what I need to do to get there, get the finance in place, see how I could live there, visit there, start looking at visas, all that kind of stuff. And now I know what I need to do to get there. It's no longer a goal. It's become an objective. It's actually no longer that exciting. It's now become kind of practical and real. And it's now become a kind of, do I really want to do that? And then this is what you just said. Is So when you're going through that, do I really want to do this? This is why you need to be able to connect again to the vision. You need to be able to look up again and go, yes, this is, you know, I know this is, you know, boring as, as you like, but remember why you're doing it. And that's that connection to back to the vision. And that's what gives you that momentum and that energy. And, and, and okay. So this helps you get through. And this is where you talked about resilience as well so it helps you through the bad times because you can connect again back to why i'm doing this this has a bigger reason this has a bigger purpose this is part of the vision okay first of all that kind of operational level when you're understanding the difference between vision and goals and objectives that an operational level is understanding the difference between these things so that you're able to say right okay I, i i know what these things are and i know what i can expect from them rather than not knowing all your options and just continually asking how do I feel. It's taking ownership of that. If you really want that level of momentum, that level of impact, passion, energy, emotion, then that comes from having a vision. And also, as you, you're right about these whole cables and just thinking is once you understand that it is an objective, you know it's going to be boring. You know you're going to run out of energy. Therefore, you consciously need to, to make sure you're connecting it up back up to up to the light bulb. Then, but you don't go. Why am I having to do this boring stuff? It's, it. You know, I only want to do the exciting stuff. And I think I've worked in companies where you get people saying, "No, I don't want to do this." It's because they haven't. They they've lost the connection all the way up the chain. Yeah. And so, at a management level, it's understanding what end of the line you begin with. And this is the other part of the irony. You know, first part of a vision is something you don't know what it looks like. The other end of the irony is the starting point is not where you start. You start from the light bulb. And if you don't have a vision, you start from your goals. You start from the top down. You start with the end in mind. Again, this is about resilience and everything else and having a sense of purpose and having a million reasons to do one thing rather than just doing one thing for one reason. It's a top-down connection. Yeah, this is like looking from, it's easier to see the way to the top of the mountain from the top of the mountain than from the bottom of the mountain, isn't it? That's, this is this. Because from underneath, there's 20 different paths and you don't know. And if they head off in different directions, you think you're not heading to the top anymore. But from the top of the mountain, you can look down and see there are 20 different ways to get there. Yeah, the the most obvious one isn't the one which, you know, from from the bottom, you'd look at the, the middle one, think that's going straight up. You can see from the top that actually that's going to take you totally the wrong place. Yeah. 
and most most paths in, in life and business wind, you know. Um, so it's it's starting from the top down. If you get a vision, you start from the vision. If you've only got goals, start from your goals, but don't start from the socket in the wall. And because you will, some of your visions, once you put the work in and define what they look like, are going to become goals. Some of the goals, once you work out what you need to, you need to do to get there, they're then going to become objectives. But the, the risk, if you start at the starting point, and most businesses, most people I'll first sit down with, and they will describe about how things are kind of flat, can't really get things moving, this is getting tough, these are just, you know, another phase where it's difficult to get through, can't really see any light at the end of the tunnel, don't know if I want to do this anymore, don't know if this is right for me, you know, maybe there's something else I should be doing, you know, I just, I'm having to dig deep so often that sometimes I go to the well and there's nothing there. What I know is that they're, they're looking from the bottom up and that starting point, and what they're doing is, and, and you can see the logic in this, if you've got vision goals objectives coming down that line, there is a logic to say, well, why not start at the starting point? I know who I am and I know how I've got here. Why don't I, first of all, take some small steps and set some objectives? So, you know, let's, you know, something that I know what it looks like and I know what I need to do to get there. Let's set some objectives. So I go from a starting point and then I reach that objective. And then the logic is, then I'll set some goals and then I'll maybe create a vision. But if you start at a starting point, you set an objective and then you achieve that objective, what does that objective then become? That's now your new starting point. It's your new starting point. So what you've done is you've then looped back round. All you've done is created a new starting point. So what you're doing is you're starting to go into this loop of starting point to objective, back to starting point. Back to objective, back to starting point. Set an objective, back to starting point. And what you do is you go into this, um, and this is where burnout can happen, because you start to burn a hole in the page by continually drawing a line to an objective and back to starting point. And you go in very small circles. This takes us back to the passion bit then. So you're... And so you keep losing. So as you get to, as your objective then becomes your starting point, there's no passion. And this is where you said about feeling flat and empty and because what am I doing? I'm not making an impact. I haven't got the passion. And then you're only looking at the next objective, which obviously isn't as, yeah, isn't the light bulb to to, to go back to that. And, and the reward you get from achieving that objective is you go back to zero momentum and then you start again. and. Two things happen um, with this. There are some people who then subconsciously sabotage achieving those objectives. So they set objectives that they don't really commit to achieving because they know once they've achieved them, they're back to a starting point. At least while they've still got them to achieve, there's a level of momentum there. So yeah, that's true. Not a very good, yeah, it's not a very good reward mechanism, isn't it? Hey, you achieved this and and you'll be back where you started. Yeah, yeah that's you know, do yeah. great this month. It means you get to start physio again next month. Yeah, you know, and also what you get. And um, uh, my wife Tracy ran marathons, um, and I used to pretend I was kind of babysitting the boys, watching her run these marathons, and that was my reason why I wasn't running marathons. There was a whole list of reasons why I wasn't <laughs> running a marathon. Um, she ran the Edinburgh Marathon. And the Edinburgh Marathon at that point might have changed, but at that point was one of the cruelest um, marathons um, because they they made you run out of Edinburgh and then run back to Edinburgh rather than through Edinburgh because it was very hilly in Edinburgh as a castle and all that kind of stuff. But literally what the route was, was you ran half the distance along one road <laughs> and there was cones along the middle of the road and then you ran the other half back. So literally, as you were running away, the further you were running meant that you had the further to run back. And there was only these cones and a bit of tape in the middle of the road. And I'm thinking, if I'm running along there, there's a bit of me thinking, if I could just cut across the other side of that cone and just start running back, I'll have achieved this quicker. And this is how people operate and businesses will operate. If you have a starting point and have an objective to hit, and you know as soon as you have that objective, you're back to the starting point. 
you start setting smaller objectives. Because it is well to get back to the start as quickly as possible. So you'll get some who will set smaller and smaller and smaller objectives until they almost meet themselves on the way back. Or what they'll do is set objectives that they know they're not committed to achieving just so that the field are still running. I know this is the model, but you feel this. It's so many times that you're in the wrong business for yourself and you're sitting there and they're doing the target setting and it's so boring already. You're bored. You're bored as the meeting's going on. You know, you haven't even started yet. And that's and, and that feeling of, of no great achievement of, of is it really that weighs heavily on you. And then you've been in those other meetings where there's been some crazy ambition and you're all sitting there and there's a bit of a smile on your face. You go, I have no idea how we're going to do this. But then you all start working out the plans and it is exciting. And you actually, you can't wait to do it, even though you don't know if you, if are we really good, you know, the, is the plan going, are we going to be able to do the plan? But part of the excitement is there is still a little bit, it's a stretch, it's exciting, it's it's it's, it's new and, they, and and it fits in with what you sort of said about passion. That, that feels it, yeah. That, that emotion and the energy that comes there. But you're right, there are those companies where you just feel that it's going through the motions and it's just, and 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 that circular, you should say, making a hole in the page. And, and look, that, that happens with people in businesses and industries. It happens with people in relationships and marriages. When there's a, no connection to a vision, it starts just becoming goals. And then after a while, it then starts to become objectives. And that's then people start to think, well, surely if I feel this flat, this can't be where I was supposed to be. And what they're allowing is all that, their, their own lack of connection is they're not finding their own purpose within it. And the thing is that when you connect to that vision, it's an instant thing. It just, that light bulb lights up as long as you've got that connection all the way. But you need to make sure the cable reaches the light bulb and you need to make sure that that cable makes it all the way back to the socket in the wall. Because any breaks in that, then it's not going to happen. Typically where the break is for people and in businesses is that they will have a sense of a vision, which is great, it's all you need, but they have objectives that they're portraying as being goals. So they think they have goals, but what they've really got is objectives. And because of that, there's a break in the cable because the goals are missing. So that there's a big gap in the cable, and without that connection, nothing's happening. That's important then, isn't it then, that objectives to vision piece, to having these big goals as a sort of a staging point between these is is important then because otherwise it's just too disconnected. It's oh we're gonna change the world, whatever, but this queue we're gonna do, you know, 20% increase. It's it's why are we yeah, it's what are these objectives gonna feed? And that that's that sexy goal which gets you therefore closer to your to your big vision. And, and understanding therefore the subtle but impactful difference between goals and objectives is where some people in some organisations get confused because they go, but we've got goals. Why is this not working? I mean, we've got goals. So, you know, why is a vision statement in someone's drawer or a folder or it's a dusty framed thing on a wall? So we've got goals. And unfortunately, you know, particularly with people and individuals say, no, 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 I know what you're going to ask and we've got goals. And I'll say, okay, so what are the goals? And they'll tell me the goals. And I'll say, and do you know how to get there? Oh, yes, we know how to get there. Here's the plans. Here's everything else. So, yes, I've got, and, and they might be big objectives, challenging objectives, but they're not goals. Goals are something that you specified where you want to get to, but don't know how to get there. And the, and the best way to differentiate these two, and most people have heard about uh, smart goals, smart objectives. In fact, we've covered this in one of our other conversations about it. And there's a difference between the two. They have a relationship with each other, but there's a difference between the two. Smart goals are not the same as smart objectives. And this model perfectly illustrates this because objectives have a lot less momentum than goals do. And the reason being that smart objectives should be specific, should be measurable, should be achievable, should be realistic, and should be time-bound. And the reason that they should be specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound is because you've defined what it looks like 
and also what you need to do to get there. Yeah, right. We should have done this at the time because we talked about SMART goals and we'll go on what, how you define the SMART goals because it's great and I love it. But you're right, this is the difference. You, what objectives should be that proper, the old-fashioned version of SMART. Exactly, and that makes total sense. It has to be. And you know, then you need to bring in discipline and rigour and, and all of those execution power that you need in organisations. But setting the goals... This is exciting. This gives the energy. It fits in so well with the with the graph. Is there is that such a clear difference, isn't there? You know, you you want the goals, but linking it to a stronger vision, a more purposeful vision. But this is why this is why the difference between objectives and goals is really important to understand. Smart. So smart objectives, specific, measurable, actual or achievable, uh, realistic, and time bound. Yes, because. You know what it looks like and you know what you need to do to get there. So all of those things fit with that. And smart objectives are really important. Same with OKRs. You know, all specified. Know what you need to do, know what you need to achieve, and you know what you need to do to achieve that. So that is only going to get you a certain amount of momentum, but it's really important. When you get to smart goals, smart goals should also be specific because you've said, I know what it looks like. It should be measurable because you've defined what it looks like. But it shouldn't, because you don't know how to get there, it should not be achievable. It should be amazing. So beyond logic, amazing at the point that you're setting it. Also, because you don't know how to get there, it should be ridiculous when you're setting it or radical or revolutionary, whatever you want to use, but it needs to be beyond achievable and realistic because this is something you do not know and shouldn't know at that point how the hell you're going to get there. And where objectives can be time-bound because you know what you need to do to get to a point, so you should set a time for it, goals should be time-preferred. Not absent of time, but not locked into a specific date beyond which is a failure. Time-bound like to be doing that within the next three months and then as I say because the time preferred and we talked about this before is it's so crazy and if it took you two years it took you two and a half years it's so crazy it's so ridiculous it's so radical that actually that would still be a great that would still be a great result if we're doing this in, not in four years but in five years we would all still be amazed by this because it's so good and, and equally if you've got a genuine five-year goal well, what if I could give you it in two? Would you be okay with that? Or would you say, no, I need to wait till five? <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. time preferred. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to wait longer. It also can mean that you're open to it happening quicker. I agree. I love that. I use this a lot because it it, it really helps to, for your own self, you know, I, have you gone crazy enough? If you said, actually, yeah, yeah, of course, I would love this. If it was a year later or you know, earlier, this would still be perfect. That you know, I would still be over the moon. Great. Where what you say with objectives, if if I could promise you the hundred percent, but you'd have to wait another three months, would you be happy? The answer, obviously, as a sales guy, is of course, of course, I'm not going to be happy with that. Yeah, that's great. This is lovely. Okay, and this is where you protect the cable being full and connected all the way from vision down to the socket in the wall, the light bulb down to the socket in the wall. If there's going to be a break, it's probably being in goals. So the different challenges there, now I see this model, it's some people have got cable all the way to goals, but they haven't done the vision. Some people then have got strong objectives, a strong strong enough vision, but they've listed out. So that's the disconnect in the goals. And other people just do they go around and around and around with the objectives and they forget that there is life beyond objectives and so the objectives will eventually shrink back and and and, and meet them back in the wall those are your three big and and I, and I will when I sit down with companies I sit down with individuals and I'll put this in front of them and once we explain it through I'll say so what kind where is your level of connection at the moment and understanding and explaining why they've got the level of momentum they've currently got and that's great news because there's nothing worse than thinking you've got a vision, but why is the place so flat? You know, I know what I really want to get to and, and the difference I really want to make. Why can't I go my bed this morning? So being able to understand this and have that awareness. And this is where at an operational level is understanding 
these different elements, you know, the light bulb, the cable, the socket and the wall, vision, goals, objectives. At a management level, then the management's about that level of connection. It's where is my level of connection and how do I make sure that that connection is either extended or strengthened or pieced together to, to fill that gap so there's no longer a gap. Yes. And then on the strategic level? Strategic level is about creating vision and maintaining vision. And this is another thing that organisations in particular, but some individuals will say, oh, I used to have vision. Particularly people who, and it's, it's amazing how many people when talk about goal setting, they go, I've never set any goals, everything's just kind of happened. And, and it's because subconsciously they've been setting goals, they're just not being consciously doing it. So they've been doing it intermittently, but they haven't been doing it consistently and with conviction. Once you've got a real strategy for success, you can have it with conviction and confidence and consistency, and it can be genuine and authentic. Otherwise, you're just hoping to get lucky again, you know, or things happen for you or someone else presents you with something. And, you know, you get to a stage in your life where you realise, I need to self-determine this or sit back and wait for luck or fate or what someone else has decided has been good enough for me. Well, if you'd really want to at some point say, no, actually, I'd like to determine that. This is when you go on the front foot and take ownership over. So at a strategic level, it's about creating and maintaining that vision because it is a moving thing. But take the dream house analogy. I've got a vision for my dream house. Once I've specified what it is, I no longer have a vision for the dream house. I've now got a goal for a dream house. And once I realise how to get there, it's now an objective to get that house. And then once I'm in that house, that's my new starting point. Which is why, if anybody's wondering why, when you get the house, the car, the job, the relationship that you've always visualised, but you haven't maintained it, it becomes your starting point at some point. And you go, I thought this would be an awful lot more exciting. Now I've got it. Maybe the chase was where the excitement was. Now I'm here. It's not as exciting as I thought it was going to be. And this is where people go into that entropy of, well, what was the point? Because I ended up feeling this way at the end of it. So was it really worth it? Was it worth all that effort and hard work to feel this flat? I thought, I thought I'd feel amazing because of what they were picturing themselves is at, at the light bulb stage. But obviously now the light bulb is their starting point. So the strategic choice then is that when we talked a bit about this in the relationships episode as well, then it's redefining, therefore, what your objectives are, what your goals are, and what your vision is. And this is why you're saying it's a moving feast. And therefore, you'll always have something amazing to look forward to. You'll always have something which is filling you with with, with passion and, and energy and, and momentum and giving you all of the great things that a strong vision does. So you need to keep re-evaluating your vision does it change as you change as you start achieving stuff is that allowed reconnecting and reconnecting and it's reconnecting is about a question it's a kind of then what now there's two ways of creating vision and if we talk about creating vision first of all and then about maintaining a vision but a creating vision is very much about impact it's about the difference you want to have the, the meaning behind it, what it really then does, the difference that it makes, all that energising stuff, possible things that could occur because of it, what it's a catalyst of, the, how you want to feel about it, all those kind of things. Drives passion, impact, great energising thing. That light bulb can burn really, really bright. Now, some people are really good at the vision piece, the light bulb piece, kind of imaginative creative, um, kind of woolly, um, you know, um, kind of spontaneous thinkers, which I'm not, but I really, really admire people who can just do that kind of stuff. You know, blue sky thinking, all that kind of thing. They're fantastic at doing that. And for people who are fantastic at doing that, that's great. So, Tracy's really, my wife Tracy's really, really good at that. She would just, you know, left feel kind of crazy, even made the mistake of labelling it kind of stupid every now and again. That's a mistake I will not make too often. But it's just because it's it's beyond, I can't connect. But it's like, what do you mean? Where did that come from? Now, that's creative, imaginative thinking, which allows you to 
imagine what your dream would be on something and the difference that it could make. So there are people who can go there very quickly. There are others more like me who would love to be able to do that, but I'm more kind of goal-orientated in my thinking. So that is, I can see something and then imagine what it could then become. And how to take something and make it an awful lot better. But a clean sheet of paper, absolutely nothing on it. I kind of just see paper. So when Tracy and I have worked on things, I mean, I've been building and developing things, and I'll say to Tracy, what do you think of that? And she'll look at what's there and go, actually, what I was thinking was, and it's something totally different. And I then look at that and go, but, but that, that, that kind of doesn't make sense. But I'll then go away and think about it, and eventually I'll go, actually, I can now see that. So I'll then track Tracy down and go, oh, look, I know I didn't respond too well the first time, but now I've thought about it. Actually, it could look like this. And Tracy will look at me and go, you've just made it boring because you've now put it in a box. You've now defined what it is. I just wanted to imagine what it could do. And so Tracy's challenge, and for anybody who's that creative, innovative thinker, their challenge is being able to then connect that light bulb with cable all the way down. The challenge for people who are more like me, who are more goal-orientated, is how do you go from a goal to a vision? And that is by asking the question, then what? So what would you really want it to do? What would the impact you would want it to have? And that's how I have vision. I have to go through goals to then create a vision where there's other people who will create vision and their discipline is then having to get the goals that support it. So let's go to the, the, the then what then. is I'm, I'm guessing it's not going to be as simple because so it's just saying then what. As you said, lots of companies, I'm thinking of businesses now, and is will have goals and they'll have big goals and have big, hairy, audacious goals and they'll have crazy goals and they'll have five-year goals and all of this. But then the trick to make this even better is to use you is then to ask them what so what sort of where does that go how do you frame that then what 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 are some ideas of 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 answers you should be looking for from yourself or from the team or from the company so i mean so i'll say to companies when they're talking about you know vision and goals and stuff and and i'll say look you can get one of the big four to come in they'll spend between nine or 18 months to then wordsmith what you've already got or we can do this in about two and a half hours and you'll have a proper vision at the end of it. It's just the sharpness of the question. So a vision is not something you need to take forever. It's just asking the right questions. So to go from goals to vision. And, you know, I, I've got a 20-point a picture that I give to companies uh, and, and as a vision framework. Um, so I will say, so what do you really want this to look like? Because we're at goals. So this is about what it looks like. So I'll say, what do, you, what do you want to look at in terms of you know, financial, people, technology, reputation, industry position, valuation, structure, blue ocean, red ocean strategies? What do you want this to look like? And that's then stretching them into bigger goals. Then the question from goal to vision is then, so what difference do you want that to make? So then what? Then what would you be able to do? Then what would you want to do? Then what difference would you want to make? How would you, you know, if, it, if that's the number one in the world, then what would you do with that? What would you want to do with that? What would you be able to do? What would you be able to influence? What difference? What impact? So all those vision questions are about impact. Not about what you do, but the impact of what you do could have. And from vision to goals, then, so this would be, it feels a bit more, what would that look like? <laughs> so questions then, you know, what could that look like to different people, to the different people? Okay. It's the same process, but from the opposite direction. It's okay, what would you want that to look like? How would you want to measure that? Yeah, that's really good. So one, we're coming up to time. So, but one word then you haven't mentioned, which I know it always comes up on these big three-year plans and five-year plans and 10-year plans is mission. Because, you know, we talked about values before in, 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 in previous chats and purpose and, and vision. We talked a lot about um, your own identity, future selves, you know, what you want to be. And I love I love this idea of vision being 
not about a, a pretty picture, but the impact of the feeling that to the world, to yourself, you know, I think that's great. But mission. So what's the mission then? Look, a, a mission is closely related to a genuine vision because a mission is to, to have impact, it's to make a bit, it's to do something. When companies have a mission statement, it's normally just a public apology for not really having a vision. It's when they realise that what they were, you know, putting out there as a vision turned out just to be a big goal. So what they then did was then, well, well so what was the, let's have a mission statement then. So when you have a vision and a mission statement, it's when you've probably got someone who's come in and wordsmithed your goals into some kind of sentence and called it a vision. Um, and then you need to then back it up with a mission statement because that vision statement was really just goals. You're right. I love this. I'm glad you said this because I've had these conversations recently where people have been talking about, is this my vision or is it my mission? And I'm kind of looking at them going, well, you choose. But actually the way you describe vision is it, is, it feels more purposeful, which is kind of where a mission comes in. So done right, a mission then in a way is this, is similar to a vision, but a mission statement and a vision statement, as you said, is to, it does, wordsmith is a great way of describing it. It does just feel like a paper exercise when I see all of these things written around. But a really strong vision is purposeful is it has got that element of mission to it so it's as you said a public admission that i've got a rubbish vision <laughs> yeah and I, I typically know when and and i get i have to then take a different tact when i say to companies well but the vision oh no we've done a lot of work on the vision and i know if they have a genuine vision they probably wouldn't need to be speaking to me in the first place but because they've spent literally hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars on creating over an 18-month period a sentence, um, they kind of want to then hang on to it, even though it's not working for them. Having a real vision is important. Having that personally is really important. If I can just sort of make sure that the context of this is um, clear for for supporting people to be successful on this, just because it's your vision doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be the right person for the goals and the objectives. This isn't about you always owning the whole line. Sometimes, if you're a really creative thinker, connecting with goals and objectives takes you away from your vision. Unless it connects you to it, then you might need to ask the question, what if it couldn't be me? Because maybe your role within it is the visual piece, is the vision piece. And sometimes also, when you're really good at objectives and goals, is then maybe engaging with someone who can help you with that vision, but help you to articulate that so that you've got a connection to it. But everybody should have a connection to a vision. And then you'll find your vision within that yourself. You know, it's one of the reasons why companies are kind of hesitant at times about vision because they think, well, what if that doesn't work for everybody? Now, you can have... A goal that not everybody agrees on, but they'll agree with the impact that they want it to have if you if you communicate a vision to being part of something special, part of something that makes a real difference. Almost the how we're going to measure it is whatever way you want to measure it. If we get there, we're able to do that. That's something to be real proud of and engaged with. And it's the same on a personal level. If you're connected to that vision, then you've got something worth connecting to. Otherwise, you just get sockets and cables. As I said to you at the start, I mean, I know we've done this, I know, probably a dozen times at least over the years. But every time I, I do remember this feeling all the times is you just think, God, how have I forgotten all of this? <laughs> I mean, you haven't forgotten all of it. But, you know, there are always so many good things that come out of it. And just even just when you started off again on it. I just remember keep thinking about this impact and I, and I have, and a lot of it does stick naturally now, like the vision and mission stuff. I mean, as I said, January, after this conversation, it's like, well, yeah, they're sort of one and the same thing and I don't try and separate them, but you've helped me better understand why I feel like that about it is because that vision it is that, what would this mean? And I do use that statement, but it's so powerful. The moment you just said is about impact. It's like, yes, that's it. That's great. That was really good. You've done it again. So there we have it. Vision. 
I do like the idea that even big, hairy, audacious goals do help. They do create energy, passion, impact, high emotion. And lots of times we do stay there. We do challenge ourselves to come up with something bigger, something uncomfortable, something to drag ourselves out of the norm. And that would be a big, hairy, audacious goal. But the idea then of going beyond that, that's the optimum, going all the way to vision. And do this sometimes with teams. You know, what would this mean? And it really is understanding the impact. So vision isn't necessarily anything that needs to be written on a wall. But it is something that needs to have some time spent on it and create this compelling idea of the future for you personally, for your team, for your family, for a company. I really enjoy this session every time. I always get something more out of it. I do like how this debunks the idea of a mission as well. I always have trouble trying to figure out which is which. This explains why. So, hope you enjoyed this. Hope this is something you can use uh, for yourself and for your teams and, and for everyone around you. If you have any thoughts or comments, drop us a line at podcast at coachpro.online or find us on LinkedIn. Thank you for the support so far. It really has been appreciated. Um, please continue to download and share and comment. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time. Bye-bye.